2: If you believe in Christ, then the gift of salvation is yours. But at the judgment seat of Christ, where you are going to be if you're a Christian, my behavior will determine my reward. I'm already in heaven. Make sense? It's very simple. Believe has to do with my eternal destiny. Behave has to do with the rewards in heaven.
0: Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 5 that we would all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. He was talking about believers. What did he mean? Did he mean that Christians are still going to be judged by their works? In today's message, Pastor Mark clarifies the confusion that sometimes arises over the passage. He explains that all of us are children of God by faith in Jesus Christ, as Paul says in Galatians 3.26 but we will receive rewards for what we've done while here on earth with the gifts and calling God has put on our lives. We need not fear, but it should cause us to be focused. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the Gospel of Matthew as he begins his message entitled, Why Church? Contribute and Receive Eternal Rewards.
1: Hear
2: your lessons for Let's turn in our Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 16. A priest and a pastor from local churches were standing by the road pounding a sign into the ground that read, The end is near, turn around now before it's too late. Just then a car sped by them and The driver rolled down the window and yelled out, Leave us alone, you religious nuts. Minutes later, the pastor and the priest heard screeching tires and a big splash. The priest turned to the pastor and he said, Don't you think the sign should just simply say, Bridge out? (laughs) It's important we know What's ahead for us? After you die, you need to know what's ahead for you. What does the future look like if you're a Christian? When you're in heaven, what's up with that? What's going to take place there? Well, God didn't leave us in the dark. And today, you're going to see what the future does hold for you as a Christian. By the way, and how you live now really applies to what's going to take place then. Matthew 16, verse 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world, yet forfeits his soul? Or... What can a man give in exchange for his soul? In this next verse 27, I want you to circle two words. For the Son of Man, Jesus, is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels. That would be at the rapture. And then he will, circle this word, reward each person according to what he has, circle this, done. So Jesus, this isn't the first time Speaks about when we get to heaven, there's going to be some kind of rewards for what we did here on earth. Well, Matthew 5.11, Jesus spoke about it before. He says this, blessed are you when people insult you and when they persecute you and they falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your, tell me, where... In heaven. So this is not about earthly rewards. It's rewarding enough to be a Christian, but this is about heavenly rewards. Now, when I speak, when the Bible speaks about future rewards, terms like this have to come into our mind. Opportunity. Accountable. Judgment. The word contribute. And that really brings us to our... Our fifth of the core commitments that we've been talking about. I'm not going to go through all of these today, but here are the five C's. Commit, celebrate, connect, communicate, and today the word is contribute. Contribute. That word really means this, to give, to give, and notice, contribute your time, passion, talents, And possessions. So there's some things that we have to give while we're on this earth that will relate to one thing to our future eternal rewards. Interesting. Interesting. Now, when you mention the word contribute or give in a church, people get nervous. And all they think about is money. Let me just assure you today, I'm not talking today <laughs> about money, but contributing in the workforce is well known. I remember many times as a manager, when I did reviews, I'd get some of the other supervisors together and we'd say about, we'd have a person, we'd be doing their review and we'd say this, they contribute so much to the organization And they'd get a great review. Or maybe somebody would come in and you'd finish their review and you'd say something like this. I'd love to have 20 Joes in this place or 20 Susans. They're just an incredible contributor to the organization. Well, with all the potential that you have, God is looking for you to use that potential in the kingdom of God. And as we begin that, we have to turn to a passage that talks about this rewarding system, this judgment. And if you will turn about six or seven books back, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And we'll start in verse 10. Paul is talking about the future. After we die, there is a second appointment. After death, there is the judgment. So we begin in Second Corinthians verse, chapter 5, verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. I'll abbreviate that today, and it will help you in your writing if you'll do the same. JSC, judgment seat of Christ. It'll help you as you make your notes. All of us must appear at the JSC that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Now, first thing you have to determine when you study the Bible is, who's we? The we there are only believers, only Christians. This reward This judgment is done in heaven. So Paul is talking about people that are followers of Jesus Christ, Christians personally have accepted Jesus Christ while they were here on this earth as their Lord and Savior. So the first thing you want to write in this note is this. After death, after death, all Christians will be judged or rewarded at the judgment seat of Christ at the JSC. Now, if you're a Christian here, let's see if we can get it, it makes sense to you. If you're a Christian here, will you be judged, will you be given the opportunity to have rewards after you get to heaven? Yes or no? How many Christians will be at the judgment seat of Christ? Every person. Okay. Now, what about people who are not believers? There's another judgment for them. It's called the great white throne judgment we'll talk about at the end. See, there's only two judgments. Both of them, one's in heaven. One is basically related to those that are unbelievers, and their destiny, their future destiny, will always be in hell. Once you get to the place of judgment, after you breathe your last breath, there's no changing of those places. So this judgment seat of Christ is going to appear, going to take place in heaven. We've already made it to heaven. Now you say rewards. In heaven, I'm mixed up. I thought you couldn't be good enough to get to heaven. You're exactly right. Take a look at Ephesians, and let's look at this scripture. It'll be very, very clear to you. Ephesians 2. God saved you by his special favor. If you're a Christian today, you didn't deserve it. I didn't deserve it. It was grace. I didn't deserve it. When you believed, you have to believe Jesus Christ and receive him to become a Christian. And you can't take credit for this because it was a gift. a gift. It was given to you as a gift from God. Now here's a key. If you get this, it makes everything comes clear. Notice verse 9 in the New Living Translation. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done. So you have to understand, we'll separate the rewards. So what rewards are they going to be about? Is it about salvation? No, it's not about salvation. You'll see it in a moment. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us... Can boast about it. So salvation is this free gift. Has nothing to do with rewards. I just believe Jesus Christ died for me on the cross. I repent of my sins. I receive him as my Lord and Savior. It's a gift. It's a gift. Now, I came across something this week. Two little lines. And I think it'll be exquisitely clear to you when you write these. Good thing to write in your Bible. Here's what it says. Believe has to do with our eternal destination. If I believe in Jesus Christ and receive him, then my eternal destination is heaven. If I don't, it's hell. But behave has to do with eternal rewards. Don't ever get believe and behave mixed up. They're different things. If you believe in Christ, then the gift of salvation is yours. But at the judgment seat of Christ where you are going to be if you're a Christian, my behavior will determine my reward. I'm already in heaven. Make sense? It's very simple. Believe has to do with my eternal destiny. Behave has to do with the rewards in heaven. Now look at verse 10. We've already become a Christian. Verse 8 and 9 tells us that. We're a Christian. Now what does God expect of me? When I became a Christian, here it is. For we are God's masterpiece or workmanship. He has created us anew. Old things have passed away. Everything's become new in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. Before you were born, you were wired by God, number one, to know Him. To become a Christian. God wired every human being to have a personal relationship with him. But after you do that, verses 8 and 9, we just don't sit here. Now God has created for us good things. He's wired us with talents and abilities and a lifetime of opportunities to do good things for him. At the judgment seat of Christ, I'll be rewarded for those things that I did here. I will give an account of how faithful I was for my time, my talents, my money, and how I contributed to the kingdom of God. You see, before you were born, God had a blueprint for your life. Before our conversion, he mapped out this spiritual career for us. It's the will of God. And I get to discover that his will is perfect and exciting and fulfilling. For instance, I'm wired by God to be a pastor teacher. That's the spiritual gift that he gave me. Now, I have a mixture of others, but that's my major spiritual gift. I can't be proud for it. It's a gift that he gave me. Second, I'm wired... To fulfill the Great Commission. Go and make disciples. You're wired to fulfill the Great Commission. I'm also wired to be a follower of Jesus Christ, as everybody is. I'm also wired to be a loving husband. I didn't have the gift of celibacy. So God wired me. His blueprint for me was to to be married. I'm wired to be a loving husband. I'm wired to be a caring father. I'm wired to be a faithful friend. You're wired by God the same way. Before you were born, before you were born, God had this blueprint for you. And what I do with this potential, all the things and the opportunity, this potential, and where I am now, what I do, and how Small that gap is between my potential and my action is what happens at the judgment seat of Christ. I'm already in heaven. I can't earn heaven, but I'll be rewarded for the tremendous potential, the blueprint. He's going to say, Balmer, how did you do? What happened in your life? And we'll walk that through this morning. It'll be very clear to you. Now, second thing you want to write then is really this at the judgment seat of Christ. We will be rewarded according to how faithfully, here's that word, we contributed, we gave of ourselves to the kingdom of God. If you look back at verse 10, you see these words, judgment seat of Christ. In the original language, it meant the Bema seat. Well, that doesn't mean anything to us here. But it meant everything to those in the Greek culture. It is a a seat, a judgment seat. In those days, when Paul mentioned this, everybody knew it was kind of like our Olympics. There would be a judge it would be standing on this platform, and down below would be the people. And maybe like our Olympics... Gold and bronze and silver. They'd be standing down there and the judge would hand out different rewards for the good things they'd done. This is very standard. So Paul used the terminology of the day to let us know what's going to happen at the judgment seat of Christ. Normally this was used for proclamations, uh, winners of the Greek athletic contest and so forth. Now. This next verse that Paul writes that you're going to see here in Romans, he says this. We will all stand before God's judgment seat. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Who's going to be at the judgment seat of Christ? Only only Christians. Okay. Did they get there by their good works? No, because it's it's a gift. They're going to be rewarded for for the potential God wired him with and how small the gap is, what he accomplished. Not just in church, but as a husband, as a father, as a workman, in every aspect of our life. Okay. At the judgment seat, let me read this to you. Suddenly, it's your turn, and Jesus calls you up to the platform. When you get to the platform, you look around at the throngs of people. And they're all believers, watch this, you turn and look into the very eyes of Jesus. Now, is that going to be wonderful or is that going to be wonderful? You have no fear because you know he loves you. And yet, there's a little bit of apprehension when Jesus begins to play back your history since you became a believer. From day one to where you were when you died is the playback that's going to happen here. By the way, don't be negative about this judgment seat. You will be there. You, I will be there, one-on-one, not with a group of people, and I'm going to give an account of my life. Now, all of us have tremendous potential God knows that we're sinners, and we fail. And most of you are doing very well. You're doing terrific. So don't look at the judgment seat of Christ like, man, a judgment seat of Christ. Can I bypass it? No, you can't bypass it. It's a place of rewarding, because God knows we're not perfect. Relax, it's going to be okay. But what I wanted to do with her beer is to remind you, you're going to stand before God. And there'll be nothing hidden from God. Nothing. Nothing all your motives, every aspect of your life totally open because he's all-knowing God. And at that time, I will give an account of how I was wired, my potential, and what I did with the opportunities of my life. I will give a response to that. Look at this verse again, 2 Corinthians 5.10. Look at it. Does it matter how you live after you became a Christian? Pastor Mark, all I want to do is slide into heaven. Well, you know different now, don't you? You see, the decisions we make today turn around and make us tomorrow. Aren't you so glad that you didn't have to get the information about the judgment seat of Christ after you got to heaven? Why did God put it in the Bible now? Why did Paul? T- so we'd be aware and we can change our lives and do the things that God has equipped us and wired us and given us a blueprint for our life. Well, look in this. Look at 2 Corinthians 5.10. Look toward the end of the sentence. One may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body. In other words, while I'm living, whether good or bad. Let me ask you something. This last week, how much time did you spend in your body? How much time did you spend in your body? all your time. What is God going to judge you for? Hey, I've been to church four weeks in a row. Doesn't that count? Well, sure, but that's one day a week. Here's, get it out of your mind. Don't separate secular from spiritual. Every aspect of our life is going to be judged. It's not how many gold stars I got because I came to church four weekends in a row. Hallelujah. It's how I lived as a husband, as an employer, as a neighbor, this week, 24-7. I'm being judged. Do not separate this secular stuff that you do six days a week from how you're wired. No, you're wired to be a good husband, a good neighbor, a good worker, salt and light. So Christianity is not an event It's a lifestyle. And that's what he says. I'm going to give an answer at the judgment seat of Christ for what I did, all the things I did in my body. When I walk out of this door, I'm still accountable to God. And if you don't get that, you'll miss the whole key. That's what the church has done, this kind of this religious deal. We go do we punch our religious clock for the week and go out and live like we normally live. That's crazy. Paul says, "I'm going to give an account of myself for things done in my body, whether good or bad. So there's going to be rewards or different degrees of rewards. Now turn with me to First Corinthians, back one book, one book, First Corinthians chapter four verse five. What's that judging going to look like? How's it going to be? In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, scoot on down to verse 5. Paul says this, therefore judge nothing before the appointed time, wait till the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the, circle it, the motives of men's heart. At that time, each will receive his praise or his reward from God. So God is not just going to judge the quantity of our good works, but the quality.
0: Paul says that we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Does this concern you? Doesn't need to. In today's message, Pastor Mark explained the meaning behind the judgment spoken of in 2 Corinthians 5. He reassured us that our salvation is based upon our belief in Christ, not our works. But he also challenged us that there will be rewards for what we've done in this life with what God has given us. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the Radio Program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com Click on the radio program button Then simply click on today's date You'll find all the options to share Our salvation will ultimately depend On our faith in Jesus Christ But in the next edition of Lessons for Living Pastor Mark reminds us that we should keep in mind That a judgment is coming We will be judged for not only the quantity Of our work for God But also the inward motivation Of why we did them we will receive rewards according to what we did and our heart for doing it. Was it for ourselves or was it for the glory of God? Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right.
1: in a hurry.